Good morning, beautiful people. It is Monday and it is the day that God has called you to restart. Uh, today is the day for you to get your mind all the way together. Today is your day to align yourself because it is Monday, girl. Uh, but today I wanted to do a quick dive into the book of Matthew and if you have your Bible in front of you, I want you to open up your Bible to Matthew 25. And before I open up into the word and what enlightened me this morning, I just want you to bow your head. I just want you to close your eyes and I just want you to take a moment. Just take a moment. Just breathe in. And breathe out. And just take slow breaths. It's been a long week, a long weekend. Now you're about back to the work week. You got to start all over again. You got to get through the work week this week. And I just want to tell you that you will get there. You will get there this morning. So I just want you to bow your head and close your eyes as I usher us into a moment where we could just speak to God and be aligned with God and be aligned with his son and understand the mission before us, our purpose, our walk. So Lord, Father God, I thank you this morning, Father God. I thank you for a right mind. I thank you for a steady mind in the season, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for just seeing me, Father God, seeing me in this process right now, Father God. Giving me a moment, Father God, to bring into your words, Father God, to be Father God, of use, Father God, to pour in knowledge, Father God, to give wisdom, Father God, to be fruitful in this season, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for just another day, just for breath, just for life, Father God, and another, another opportunity just to speak your word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for those, Father God, that are prepared and ready, Father God, to seek your face, Father God. We pray for those, Father God, that don't even know where to start, don't even know where to begin, Father God, to usher you in by just saying, Spirit, just fill me up. Father, just enter in. Father, I just need you right now. I need you and I need your son right now. Just the simple words, Father God, to bring you into our presence, Father God. So as we get into your word today, Father God, we pray, Father God, that this word, Father God, will intercede on behalf of someone today, Father God, that's just been looking for a word, looking for the answer, looking for direction this morning, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you bring them peace, Father God, in the dark place that they are in in their season, Father God, that you bring them out of that place, Father God, that you give them the exit plan, Father God, that you give them the strategy that they need in this season, Father Father God, that you give them an abundance of love, that you give them an abundance of healing in this season, Father God. So as we get into your words, Father God, we ask, Father God, that your words, Father God, will be the footstool that we need, Father God, to start our week and start our day, Father God. In your name we pray, amen. So thank you for joining me today, none than only your wellness strategist, Suzanne Joseph. Um, and today, I just kind of want to talk about Matthew 25, about the story about the 10 girls. And the reason I want to talk about this story here is because it's about preparation. It's about being prepared. 
you know, a lot of times we put ourselves into business ideas or we make impulsive decisions, but we weren't prepared. We didn't have the plan. We didn't have the strategy. We didn't get the resources we needed to execute the plan to make sure that it is fruitful, to make sure that it it does create positive results. And the story about the 10 girls teaches us that to always be prepared. Uh, so I start off from 25 verse one. It says at the time, God's kingdom will be like 10 girls who went to wait for the bridegroom. They took their lamps with them. Five of the girls were foolish and five were wise. The foolish girls took their lamps with them. But they did not take extra oil for the lamps. The wise girls took their lamps and more oil in jar prepared. They knew to take that oil. They knew the, the oil was going to run out in those lamps. So they prepared themselves. When the bridegroom was very late, the girls could not keep their eyes open and they all fell asleep. All 10 fell asleep, you guys. At midnight, someone announced the bridegroom is coming. Come and meet him. Then all the girls woke up. They made their lamps ready. But the foolish girls, the five foolish girls, you guys, said to the wise girls, give us some of your oil. The oil in our lamp is all gone. And it's crazy because we don't even see how our, our real life is like that. You prepare yourself. You build your relationship with God. You prepare yourself to graduate. You prepare yourself to buy the home. You prepare yourself to be a great mom. You prepare yourself to be a wife. But someone always tries to come in and try to take some of that greatness, that oil, that preparation, that hard work that you've been producing. There's always someone that's coming to try to take that wasn't prepared, that didn't get their self uh, or in or order like they should have you get what I'm saying always somebody and you got to look at those people in your life you know you're the wise person you get what I'm saying and so most of the time you you give them wisdom but they decided not to take it but now they want some of your oil so you know what the wise girl said which a lot of us don't like to do they said no full sentence exclamation point complete the oil we have might not be enough for all of us, but go. They told them to go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. So what did the foolish girls do? They went to go buy the oil. Now, because they left to go buy the oil while they were gone, the bridegroom came. The girls who were ready went with the bridegroom to the wedding feast. Then the door was closed and locked. Like, it's almost like when God chooses those who are anointed, those who got that oil, they, they got that touch, like they know the mission, they know the purpose. You know, they went through the struggle. God saw them when they weren't worthy. You know what I'm saying? Because some people think the perfect ones are the ones that go to heaven. Nah, God wants the one that was in the run, that was in the dark, that just couldn't get it together. And that saw his face because we know in complete totalness, they know that God did this. This is a God thing. This is God journey. This is God's process. This is what he wants for me. Those, those people, those individuals that put in the work. They put in the work. 
The door is closed. Where some of you guys are running your life into the grave. You're not putting in the work and being purposeful and being impactful and being intentional the way that you should be. You're not allowing yourself to make the right choices because you're so comfortable in being in toxic situations, uh, unfiltered life. You're so comfortable with being unorganized. You're so comfortable with antagonizing yourself. You're so comfortable with self-sabotaging because when I look at these five foolish women, I see five foolish women that self-sabotaged themselves. They were excited. They could have, you know, probably been excited that they forgot the oil. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably why they forgot to go get the oil. But a wise person, even with with excitement, even though their impulses are uh, telling them to go and heed and do this and do that, they still take time to stop and prepare. It's about stopping to prepare. That's the wisdom that we want to instill in our generation. That's the wisdom we want to give off to our legacy. The one that will give them double portion. Is them getting the knowledge that they need. And not being impulsive to make a a decision all the time. Thinking things through. A lot of us don't want to think things through. But if we don't think it through... How we're going to be consistent at it. How we're going to write the plan so that the next generation can follow. the. How we're going to write the blueprint. We need the blueprint to be there and be ready. So the door closed, you guys. It closed on the five foolish girls. Later, the other girls came. They said, sir, sir, open the door to let us in. But the bridegroom answered, certainly not. I don't even know you. Like they don't, they don't even know who they they are like forgotten already. So the conclusion of Matthew 25 is so to always be ready. You don't know the day or the time when the son of man will come. So stay ready. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all trying to, I guess what they say, live our best life. But what does living your best life look like? You know, what does preparation look like for you? What does the next few years look like for you? What goals are you preparing that you're actually putting action? Or are you getting up every day and you're creating this redundancy of, huh, it's just another day? Are you living off somebody and you're not allowing yourself the opportunity to take care of yourself? So you're not crippling yourself. Are you taking time to do the work so that you can live a fulfilled life so that you can be happy? Are you making choices that are going to push you forward? That's going to move you forward. We all like to stay in a stuck place, a place that of comfort, a place I call misery. Like some of us, we look at our situation and we know this is not our circumstance. This is not the life that we are supposed to live. This is not how it was supposed to go. And we don't realize that moment is when wisdom is trying to kick in. If this is not the life you are supposed to live, what are you doing to make that different? If this is the relationship that you're not supposed to be in, then why are you staying in it? Misery love company. Comfort place. 
I don't want to change from this. But the longer you say, I don't want to change from this, the longer you stay in this place of I'm comfortable here, the longer it takes for you to truly walk in purpose, the longer it takes for you to actually be the best version of who you can be. You know, even when you look at uh, children that are growing up, you know, they go to elementary school, their next step is middle school, then after middle school is high school. And then when they walk out of high school, life begins. So all these years, getting the education was supposed to prepare them for life, but it didn't really prepare them for real life. What it means to be a sister, what it means to be a brother, what it means to be a wife, what it means to be a mother, what it means to be a father, what it means to be a partner. You know, it doesn't prepare us for those things, the things that when you become an adult, a lot of people seek relationships, that great job, that career path. You know what I'm saying? What tools are you utilizing to prepare you for all these great things? You went to school all these years and you realize that you're still, you're still not fully equipped. There is life happening before you. You know, one of the things that I always tell myself is that Change is really scary. Change is really scary. People don't realize that it's really scary because once you realize that either you're the problem or what has been the problem in your situation, now you got to make the effort to change things so that it can get better. And people don't realize part of that healing process, it hurts. Change hurts. It's painful. Because before you, you see that this thing right here needs to change or is going to continue to be a negative pain point in my life. You know, and that's why people fear, you know, moving on or, you know, fear doing great things or fear walking in their purpose because it requires for you to change. It requires for you to look at things differently. And. In order to look at things differently, you got to be truthful. You got to take accountability and you got to really see that thing for what it is. You got to see your situation for what it is. You got to see that relationship for what it is. And, you know, parents, I do want to, I know everybody wants to live this soft girl, soft parent life, this, you know, soft era life. It's not for everyone. It truly is not. Some children need discipline. They need direction. They don't need to be coddled all the time because if you coddle them, then they won't make the right choices to go forward and do what is necessary. We already brought them into a world where they didn't ask to be here, but we brought them into the world. But now as an adult, we have to remove that. I didn't ask to be here type of conversation because you are here now. You are here now. So you being here now, what does that look like for you? How do you prepare yourself for a world, a world that's not kind? How do you prepare yourself to walk in it? Have you been equipped? Have you been armored with God's word? Have you been preparing yourself to when the enemy comes to attack? You know, so I do tell people anytime you make a choice, ask yourself a question of, What does that look like for you? 
If I take myself out of this relationship, what does it look like for me? If I become the best version of myself, what does that look like for me? Just put it out there. You know, give yourself the possibility of seeing what life can be. Making better choices, making healthier choices, doing the right things, actually applying the things that they're giving to you in therapy, you know, changing how you move on a daily. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I'm not going to wake up this morning and, you know, go straight to phone call conversations because it's going to be gossip and negative conversations. So this morning, I'm going to change my routine. I'm going to get into my word. I'm going to play a gospel music. A lot of you guys stay on the phone for no apparent reason. All you do is allow yourself to let the enemy be all up in your ear and the playground is your mind. Letting those words that have no those words that have no growth, those words that won't bring prosperity into your life, pierce your ear all because you wanted to have an ill conversation. I hear it and I see it every day. People get on the phone for no apparent reason. To talk about others, give yourself an opportunity to just sit there and gossip. Like, that's what change requires, like changing that routine. A lot of people, you know, hang out with the wrong people all the time. I love her. You know what I'm saying? Even though, you know, she's doing me like that. Even though she's mean to me. Even though she doesn't talk to me right. Like, that's toxic behaviors. That's uh, you self-sabotaging your own life. That is not even a healthy relationship. That's not a healthy friendship. So, it's all about taking a step back and preparing yourself so you don't look like the five foolish girls that went without the, uh, the oil to refill their lamp. And missed out on an opportunity where the door got closed. That's what happens, you guys. We will allow ourselves to miss out on an opportunity. An opportunity to grow. An opportunity for wealth. An opportunity to get your double portion. All because you didn't want to do the work. You didn't want to grow up. You just wanted people to enable you and cripple you. You wanted to play the victim. Oh, people playing the victim all the time. It kills me. You got to stop playing the victim role and realize where you play your fault at. I watch people literally, literally every day. Literally self-sabotage every great thing that could have possibly happened. So what does it require in this season for you not to have the door closed out on you? What will it require in this season for your lamp to stay with the oil that it needs? It requires for you to now be disciplined. It requires for you to be obedient. It requires for you to take heed. It requires for you to stop self-sabotaging your life. It requires for you to change. So today, ask yourself, what will I do? What will it take? Come on, you got to ask yourself, like, what if? What if I allow myself to grow? What if I allow, allow myself to win? What if I allow myself to be such a great person? 
What if I allowed myself to really prosper in everything that God wants for me? I think that taking that chance is better than not taking a chance on anything. Waking up every day doing the same thing. Waking up every day saying, I don't like my job. I'm unhappy. I don't feel right. I don't feel mentally well. I don't like my situation. I don't like my circumstances. All the things that you stayed focused on, those words, let's rid them from you. Let's bring in positive words. I'm going to change my attitude today. I'm going to change my behavior today. I'm going to change so that I can really get what I need done. I'm going to change so I can live a great life. I'm going to change so I can have a peaceful life. I'm going to stay out of a victim mindset, trying to make it seem like everyone is trying to attack me or fault me. I'm going to change because I want better for myself. I'm going to change because I want to grow. I want to change because I want healing. I just want to do great things. I just want to rise above. The whole saying they counted me out, I counted me in. The whole process of saying I was a reject, but now here I am. Like we have to choose the words that is going to ignite us, to choose the words that's going to infirm us, choose the word that is going to uplift us. Surrounding ourselves with those that see us in the way that God see us. Removing ourselves from situations that no longer serves us so we can become servers we can serve God we can serve God's people all we want to do in this season is serve allowing yourself to new opportunities how do I allow myself to get into new opportunities I set myself up I align myself I position myself I show up for me so all these great things that you can now implement in your life and change Bad behaviors for new good behaviors will allow you to be part of that group, part of the five girls that actually did have the oil to refill their oil so they wouldn't miss out on the opportunity of seeing the bridegroom. Don't miss out on that opportunity. God sees you. He hears you. He knows that the change don't feel good. He knows it's scary. He understands that, but he says in that I will restore you in that I will show you great things in that I will humble you in that you will want, you will yearn to seek my face. It won't be a battle. You will yearn it in this. I will make you fruitful in this. Your legacy will be fruitful. Your legacy will be filled with knowledge. It will be filled with wisdom because that, that's what we want. That's how we pass it on from generations to generations that's how wisdom become fruitful and our generations gets the blessing and the wealth that they deserve they could put it into good use they're not living their past life into their new life because that past life didn't work I myself as a human being because I know I'm not perfect I do see my childhood the way I was brought up, you know, sometimes we don't realize that we also have bad habits. You know, I realized some of the bad habits that my mom had. Now I have them and I, I and it's being put in my face plain and clear. I didn't even realize it was there. I didn't realize I started turning in my my home into my childhood home, how I grew up. 
And I'm starting to now realize that I'm not doing my children any service by moving this way. So I want to change things up. You know, I want them to really get into adult life, really get into who they're supposed to be, what they see is best for them. You know, so that whole soft parent life that y'all was talking about, sis, die that down. It's about really just parenting your children, you know, doing what works. You know what I'm saying? So that they don't become crippled, so that they're not being enabled, so they don't become users, so they don't, you know, become those people <clears throat> trying, you know, to take from somebody. They work hard for what they have. You know, they work hard for what they need. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to raise that type of generation that we grew up in back back then, filled of you know, anger and pain and domestic violence and abuse and borrowing and taking and, you know, screaming and fighting and cut. like, I did, I don't want that. I, I did not want that. You know what I'm saying? And I had to grow up and I had to heal. But even through your healing journey, you think things are great. It's perfect. Oh, I got everything aligned. But then you start to realize, oh, wait a minute. There's some things that still need to be taken care of. Things that need to be nipped in the bud. You get what I'm saying? And that's the season we're in, nipping things in the bud and making sure that our goal forward is prosperous. Our goal forward is fruitful. Our growth forward is knowledge and wisdom that we can instill into our future. And that's the work that we want to do in this season. So, sister girl, let's get into preparation season. Let's prepare ourselves. You know, let's get out of that stuck place. Let's get out of the pit. Let's get out of that dark place. This is not where we were supposed to be. Yeah, we messed up. Yeah, we made a mistake. Yeah, we thought that relationship was for us. Yeah, we thought the decision and the choices we made was the right choices. So, let's get unstuck. It's time to get really unstuck in your next girl. So continue to stay tuned as I, you know, get into the word and just kind of relate it to real life and put my own perspective on things. You know what I'm saying? But God is love. God loves you and have a beautiful day.